Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of my podcast Brazilian Polyglot. If you don't know me yet, let me introduce myself. I am Ludmila. I am a polyglot who is fascinated about language learning. I'm also an English teacher and I help students from all across Brazil develop their English language skills through the Aoru method, a method that speeds up your language learning process which was developed by me. I currently own an online language school, Brazilian Polyglot School, where I teach the Aoru method applied to the English language. I love my work and my goal is to help you speak English fluently and accurately sooner than you can imagine because I don't believe we need to wait years and years before being able to communicate in English. That's why I developed this learning method, which is, by the way, the same method that I used to become fluent in my languages too. If you want more tips on how to learn English effectively and how to develop your four skills in the language, stay tuned in my content. I am active on Instagram and I go live on YouTube every Wednesday at 8pm Brazil time. I'm sure you will benefit a lot from the content that I produce. In today's episode, we will learn about this verb tense that causes some sort of confusion among Brazilian students of English, the present perfect. The reason is that the name refers to the present, but this verb tense is actually used to talk about a past action. Wait, what? If you look at grammar books, the main explanation you will find for the use of the present perfect is that it is used to talk about something that started in the past and continues up in the present. But before we take a look at some examples, let's learn the form of this verb tense. The present perfect is formed from the present tense of the verb have and the past participle of a verb. For example, I have lived in this house for 20 years now. Did you notice how we used have not as a verb in itself, but as an auxiliary to the verb that follows, in this case live in the third column of the past participle? If we want to transform any sentence in the present perfect, we will have something like eat becomes I have eaten, sleep becomes I have slept, study I have studied, Buy, I have bought. See, I have seen. Go home, I have gone home, etc. If you don't know what the third column is, just a brief reminder. In English, there are three different types of conjugation of verbs in the past tense, and we call those present simple, past simple, and past participle. The past participle is a declination of the two main forms of verbs, so to speak. It is used when we need to form these more complex constructions such as the present perfect and also with the past perfect and the passive voice. To finish, it is important to notice that in conversation you will normally hear I've as opposed to I have. The same goes to the other persons, you've, you have, he's, he has, she, she has, we've, we have, they've, they have, it's, it has. Okay, going back to the use of the present perfect. In the sentences below, you see an action that started in the past and continues up in the present. Hence the name present perfect. For example, they've been married for nearly 50 years. 
meaning they got married 50 years ago and they are still married now. I've learned English at this school. That means I started learning English at this school and I am still learning English at this school. In the next sentences, you see an experience up to the present. I've seen that film before. I've played the guitar ever since I was a teenager. Speaking of ever, this is a word that you will normally use with this verb tense. Example, this is the worst cake I've ever had. It's very common in English to hear this construction, I've ever, or in the negative form, I've never. For example, I've never been to Paris, or I've already been to Paris. Well, speaking of already, we will see it in the next examples. Well, you guys know probably by now that my favorite way of learning and teaching the present perfect, as well as any other grammar point in English, is with practice. And some of these practices we see a lot of time adverbials. My favorite way of learning and teaching the present perfect is with time adverbials, that is, words that refer to a certain time and period. Just because it is so common to find structures in the present perfect with these time adverbials, you know what I mean? Let's see some examples. Some of these words are I've just, I've never, I've already, I've always, since, yet, so far, for, and before. Lots of examples. Our Uber has just arrived. Look how we are using the word just to mean that this action has just happened right now, just a couple of minutes ago. I've never broken my arm. Look at this construction, I've never. You can even learn this as a chunk of language, you know? I've never. I've already, I've already swum in that lake. The verb swim in the first column, in the second column becomes swam, in the third column it becomes swum with a U. I've always wanted to go there. Again, want, wanted, wanted. In the third column it is like the second column. I've always, you can also learn this as a chunk of language. We've been friends since high school, since this action started in the past and it's still happening nowadays. We've been friends since high school. We haven't met yet. Look, we haven't met yet, but there is still a chance that we will meet. This is the meaning of the word yet. They haven't had any problems so far, up to the present moment, so far. I've lived in the same town for 25 years. For, it represents a duration of time. I've been there before. Wow, so many useful examples. Before, for, so far, yet, since, I've always, I've already, I've never, I've just. As you can see, my favorite way of learning and teaching is through lots of meaningful examples. This is by far the best way to internalize this grammar point without stressing out too much. And of course, just bear in mind that it isn't in the first time that you will learn this, okay? It takes time to process everything. Just keep doing your immersion and you will incorporate the use of the present perfect naturally and with time. Speaking of immersion, let's dive into today's story. 
where you will find plenty of examples in the present perfect tense, so you can start getting used to them. Letters during World War II Dear John, It feels like yesterday when you first left to fight the war, but it has already been two years. I hope you are well and healthy. The kids and I miss you so much. Alfred still asks when his father is coming home. Laura is older, so she understands where you are and why you had to go. Since I last sent you a letter, we have had to move from London to the countryside to avoid the air raids at night. We have moved to a large farm in Surrey alongside another family with two children. The host is a lovely lady named Barbara. Her husband has also joined the front line and she is more than happy to have some company and help around the farm. The other family have also moved from London, but they only arrived a couple of weeks ago. Her name is Rebecca and she has two girls. The girls, Jessica and Elizabeth, are around 10 years old. I believe Elizabeth is slightly younger, but they have already become great friends with our Laura. Rebecca struggles with the manual labor, but I think she will quickly get the hang of it, as she is strong-willed and not scared to get stuck in. Alfred has loved the move to a farm. He has seen so many animals he'd never seen before. We all have tasks to do every day. Alfred is always trying his best and working really hard to show everyone who the man of the house is. Barbara has a couple of dogs and Alfred has become inseparable from them. So when this is all over, I think we will need to make room in the house for a pet. Alfred has also become interested in little Elizabeth, although she's three years older than him. He still tries to impress her at every single opportunity he gets. Hopefully, he doesn't become a ladies' man like you were before we met. Laura took some time to accept our new reality. At first, she would spend day and night in her room, crying and begging to go back to London. She was scared she would never see our home again, and to be honest, so was I. We had to drag her into the train. But eventually, she was warmed up to Barbara and now sees her as a grandmother she never had. Barbara is very sweet and patient and has taught Laura so many things. Laura now sews, helps with all the cooking and the cleaning too. Jessica moving in has also helped Laura out. They are the best of friends and they do everything together. Almost like they are joined at the hip. It has been a while since we have received any letters from you. So I wanted to send you this to let you know that we are all doing well and that we think about you every day. Christmas is coming up and as we can't send you anything that is large, I have placed a couple things in the envelope. Alfred drew our family together again and Laura has made you this bracelet for good luck. I don't know if they feed you well, but I thought you deserve a little treat. I have saved up some money from the work at the farm and brought you a small chocolate bar. I know it's not much, but I send it with all my love. Please let this letter get to you and please respond as soon as you can. I can't bear to think of the horrible things that could happen to you. So please let me know you are safe. Lots of love, your loving wife, Meredith. 
Well, that was it for today, guys. I don't know about you, but I kind of got emotional by reading this letter, you know? I got to thinking of all the families that were separated during the Second World War. I mean, Second and First World War. This horrible event that ended up shaping humanity in so many different ways. Anyways, if you have enjoyed this episode, remember to check my other content. And don't hesitate to contact me if you have any suggestions or comments about the podcast. I will be more than glad to hear from you. Well, take care and see you next time. Mm-hmm.